Author editor Patrick Swenson tells us about music and where he's from and about pantsers, meaning writers who write by the seat of their pants. What, 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 did something happen in your youth that, that, that gave you this bad habit of writing and publishing? <laughs> uh, reading. Really. Reading? Yeah. Oh. I mean, library in my old, this was back in Montana, eastern Montana. I used to go to the library. I didn't know you're from Montana. Yeah. You know I'm from Montana too. Get out. Yeah, I'm from uh, Fairfield. Fairfield uh, is it's like uh, west of Great Falls. Oh, okay. Yeah, I grew up in. Well, I grew up in first my earliest days in Sydney, which is okay. on the east east coast, east coast, uh, eastern part of the state, and then we moved to Kalispell, in the northwest corner. Oh, Kalispell. And uh, yep, just north of uh, an hour and a half north of Missoula. Oh wow. And then all my uh, siblings went to uh, Montana State in Bozeman. Oh wow. And I still have a sister in Billings, oh. and a lot of family still in Kalispell. Yeah, I, I went to. Graduate school in MS Montana State. Yeah, uh, undergraduate at Butte. Okay, all my, all my. I'm the only one who didn't go to Montana State. I was the only non-Bobcat. Oh man! I came out here to Tacoma, um, to PLU, and oh. um, got my teaching degree, and uh, just stayed out here. Loved it out here. So, you, uh, were you into? Were you going down the English lit track or something like that? I wasn't. I was a music, uh, oh. music education. So I was uh, in high school. I was I was a band nerd. Oh wow! Yeah, I played trombone. I was in the band all all the, all the years. Um, and uh, inquire to the last year, and they did music theory class that our, our high school offered, and um, so it was yeah. So I was in music education, and my first um, not let's see nine years of teaching was I was a band teacher. Wow. With uh, with English the same, you know, I had kind of a little of both. Mm-hmm. So I'd done a lot of my post grad work in English and writing as I was that was starting to kind of um, gel for me, mm-hmm. and uh, so and that was the, the mix that kind of said like no, I got to do one or the other. I can't do both of those. Because um, music took a long time, English takes a lot of extra time, correcting papers and such. And music, there was like parades and football games, basketball games, and concerts and wow. recruiting and, and, and fundraising. And I was like, oh gosh, so one of these has got to go. And I've just been gravitating naturally to, to English, so I got in, you know, full time in English in one of my schools. And then, yeah, you sound like you're pretty much going down the, uh, I don't know, left brain, right brain, which, which side, but you're, you're definitely going down the track of like more of the, the, the art side yeah. of things. Yeah, oh, I'm very much a uh, right brain person. I think it's the right brain. Um, <laughs> Just don't use the wrong brain. I've always heard that. That's not yeah, that. no. That's <laughs> well, I have a great writing class in my high school, and I talk about that, you know, the left brain, right brain thing. And I get them to do free writes and say, don't listen to that left side oh. editor telling you to stop. This is crap. Just keep writing. Um, now, sometimes you have to stop and listen, but after you get some stuff out in the paper, because I've always been that kind of writer. Oh, okay. I'm totally a pantser or a seat of the pants writer. Oh, right. I don't outline. Right. I throw some characters together in a situation, put a little bunch of crap in front of them, uh-huh. and uh, then I say, okay, now go figure it out, and I'll follow you. The opposite of a pantser is an outliner, and those folks plan out the whole story arc plan out every chapter as well before going through the effort to create the writing that fills in those chapters. Which is why, like, you know, because it's mystery, right? It's like, um, you're the detectives. Right, right. Right? Go figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You know? But that's what the character's and, job is, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And if, if you are going down the wrong path, I'll go, hey, hey, come back. Yeah. Go with it now. I know that way. Definitely not. Go on this. Follow this clue. You know, so that I don't have to like throw away half a novel or something. There's some pantsers that have to, very famous ones who have, have done that. I, it hurts to even hear them say that. But um, yeah, but that's always worked for me, uh, that, that kind of style of writing. Uh, and then going back. What did you read now, now during this? 
your early youth? Was it were you really reading science fiction? Oh, and a mystery, a mystery, like mystery. Um, Hardy Boys, um, Nancy Drew, uh, Phyllis Whitney. Um, this is a long time ago, so all, all these stuff is. But those were those were the books I was actually grabbing out of the library as a uh, literally as a second, third, fourth grader. Wow. I was reading early, and then as we moved to Kalispell, it was. I kept going, and then I started science fiction and the Tom Swift stuff and all those kind of things, and kind of made that switch into science fiction. Um, and now I read both. You know, as far as my pleasure reading, science fiction and mystery are kind of my, my two genre loves. And then, of course, literature. Mm -hmm. You know, for because uh, I teach in an AP uh, literature class, senior literature class, oh. which I, is based on British lit um, and honors literature. So I, I love that kind of you know work of literary merit too. I, I encourage all kinds of reading for my kids to do and writing. So you're working on something new. I am. And surprisingly, it's not science fiction. Get out of here. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. You're going to change me out to have another podcast just to capture this? <laughs> I know. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Well, you know, I did the uh, second book of the, after the Ultra Thin Man. It was the Ultra Big Sleep. I'll get another Noir title. Oh, nice. There'll be a third one uh, when I um, figure out what it's going to be since I'm a pantser. You know, i got to just let it go. And I have a, no, uh, you know, a nubbin or something, a couple of ideas. Uh -huh. And then I'm going to go from there and see where it, ha where it, where it takes me. Wow. Uh, but in between, I was going like, I want to finish this, this dark fantasy ghost story that I've been kind of going on and off uh, with for quite a while. It's um, set out in the Olympic Peninsula. In the Olympic rainforest on Lake Quinault and around this area. Um, and my, my guy is a musician. And so I'm bringing in my knowledge of music. Uh, into it, what and of course of, I know. What kind of musician is he? Or is he's he... uh, well, he he plays uh, guitar, um, which I don't play guitar, so I have to look everything. Anything about guitar, I had to look up. Oh, you're way ahead of most people. Yeah, but um, but he's also been wanting to be a serious writer, and he he co-wrote or was trying to was co-writing a symphony with with his with his wife, and then um, there's a split there, and now he you know he's very upset that he's you know she split with it, and mm. so he took credit for it. Um, so he's coming out to Quinault. Um, to, uh, to to just write, write that symphony he always wanted on his own, which wow. is why I've always said he didn't never have enough hearts to write to, to get the magic in the symphony. Um, and I don't know this is a parallel of my life that I came out there. I stopped teaching for a couple of years and went out to Quinault to, to work on the novel. You know that I wasn't sure I was able to do. My first three years of teaching was out there. I like Quinault too. That's how I got to know the place. I used to work on this resort in the summers, and uh, they always said, "You want to come to stay later? Great, do so." And um, so um, I got to know the place really well. And then the story came to me. I was like, hey, here's a chance to, to talk about, uh, you know, get my music in there, which has been a challenge because I want to make sure that the magic of music that mm. I love mm. is accessible to the, the non-light person who might be reading it, right? I want to make it, so am I going to bore them with terms? Am I going to over, overdo it? And then structure, the structure in the four movements. So he's writing it during the year, the year in the life. And, you know, and all the you know, that's the bad guy involved, the, the evil mage, and the woman hearing in the rain every time it rains, which becomes his muse. Wow. Um, there's some really good, wonderful things I'm, um, that I've really loved about it. And yeah, I finally uh, hit uh, the end, first draft, uh, just a couple weeks ago. Wow, so, congratulations. Thank you. Giant milestone. I know. So we'll see. And when I'm ready, it's got without first readers and then last edits, and hmm. I'll send it to my agent and see if we can sell it. So, yeah, this is not the next science fiction book, but <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Something completely different. Next episode, Patrick tells us about the Rainforest Writers Village.